Professor Blastoff. Begin transmission. Beep, boop, boop, boop. Hi, it's Tig Notaro. I'm Professor Blastoff. Oh, hi, Tig. Oh, hi, Kyle. How you doing? Kyle Dunnigan. I'm good. There's also this guy over <coughs> here. Hello, oh, my name's uh, David Unsberger. David, hi. Hello. We're just hanging out down in this hatch <coughs> of the professor, having a good time. It's nice down here. A mm, little chilly. Winter's coming. Hmm. Summer's smell going. The mahogany in the air. What is mahogany? <laughs> And they like uh, the burn wood in the winter. But that would only be mahogany wood. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, that's what they're burning. That's what they're burning. When in it's winter? The, in the hatch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I burned, David. Yeah. 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 It's a very hard wood. It burns for a long time. That's right. Very little ash. Great. Expensive. Well, it's if worth you, it, isn't it? It is worth it. I'm, I'm worth it. <laughs> worth what? Mahogany? Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you just get some electricity to heat up your house? Today's episode's about wood. <laughs> <laughs> It's a fun topic I think we all like to talk about. Well, should we check in with uh, the Professor, professor? Yeah, let me just... If uh, we must. <coughs> just zero in on these knobs here. That's good. Scad. Scooby-Doo. Dad. Just made that up. Y'all. The professor is sounding very modern these days. <laughs> it's like he's trying, though. It's like sad. It's a mixture of, like, old-timey scatting. Mm-hmm. But then he ends it with, like... Y'all. Oh, he said y'all? I thought he was like, yo. That's what's written on my computer that I clicked. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, yeah, he sounds a bit modern. Mm. He sounds a bit modern. Uh, he's you sound a bit judgmental, to be honest. I am, yeah. uh, especially with the professor here. Mm-hmm. Whatever but he was doing, it sounded very creative. Yeah, it did. Uh, yeah. Should we talk about that? <laughs> You know, if anyone has any question about what creativity is, well, I'll tell you right now. Oh, great. Creativity, it's, uh, do you really want to hear? Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Do you know what it is? I have, like, I've heard it before. Like, when you start to say it, I'll be like, oh, yeah. Okay. Well, how would you describe creativity? Um, it's the, uh, an inspiration of making something that, you like made it you made it up and there it is Hmm. David do you want to I like that I think um, in the the vein of creation making something that did not exist before exactly what Kyle said Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Creating things. Creating. Well, because you can't use the word when you're <laughs> <laughs> defining the word. I wanted to really bad. Uh, what is creativity? Does it come from the right brain? I feel like I'm doing one of your riddles. Yeah, do it like a riddle. What is right creativity? Brain. Does it come from the right brain? Are we more creative as children, more imaginative, or are we more creative after we've lived? This isn't a definition at all. It's oh, just telling it? you what it what is creativity. I'm just going into you know. I'm reading what's in front of me. Sorry, yeah. This it's not very creative of me to read this. Ironic. Yes, ironic. Um, do you? You're a very creative person. I am. Yeah. Oh. You always play your drums and your piano and you sing your songs and your guitars <laughs> and you dance around. <laughs> you do, Kyle, and you make up riddles for our our um, yeah. podcast. 
I guess I am creative. <coughs> yeah. I you you don't think you're creative? I do, but you're like exploding creativity all the time. Different areas. Yeah, especially with all the dancing, knitting. A lot of dancing and knitting. Yes. You <laughs> took you took dan- do you improvise on your dancing or do you just stick oh, to yeah. the dance moves? Oh yeah, now it's freestyle. Now I'm just <laughs> I I studied, I have my craft, I have my basics and now I just go. What's your favorite kind of freestyle dancing? Just step touch, step touch. <laughs> But like you know, there's arms involved. Sure. I have a uh, a Wikipedia definition of creativity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this this should be it's a fascinating phenomenon, a phenomenon whereby a person creates something new, and then in parentheses a product, a solution, a work of art, a novel, mm. a joke, etc. That has some kind of value. What counts as new may be in reference to the individual creator or to the society or domain within which the novelty occurs. What counts as valuable is similarly similarly defined in a variety of ways. It sounds like it wasn't written by a creative person. I guess (laughs) it's a definition. Well, if it was, then it would just be scatting or sort of fake language. And David, you are quite creative with your little drawings. Oh, yeah. You're a really good artist. Thanks, guys. My little drawings. Yes, I'm condescending. (laughs) I like to draw. Yeah. You are good, though. Hey, thanks, man. You're being condescending? Absolutely. Why wouldn't I be? <laughs> he's, a, he's a very good artist. Oh, he has little drawings. They're cute. <laughs> <laughs> you do little dance steps. I love them. They're adorable. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I don't dance. You well, except write. When You're a creative writer. I write here and there. But I feel creative like when you and I go out and Michael Jackson dance all night. Oh, when we dance? Yes. Forget about yeah. it. Yeah. And I haven't forgotten about it. Well, I do feel good. creative, but I also feel, I feel like I have that, um, that doubly-sided brain that's... Uh, Mm. Creative and and structured. You need a break from c- being creative. Like if you go hours doing something take creative, em. don't you need to just do something where like you well, turn like that what off? when you when you're being like if you're writing a long time or you're, yeah or, or like on. editing or doing something. I I need to like check out. I feel overloaded with trying you go to freestyle dance for a dance, little while and I just dance. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, How long do you dance until you go back to the computer? Until I feel fresh and rejuvenated. <laughs> do the tap step dance? Yeah, just a few, a couple hours of tap step. And what do you do when you, David, when you take a break from? When I take a break from the left brain, yeah. you say more get to get the imaginative side of thing. I feel like I have to sit down to like work. Oh, I'm creatively. sorry. I was saying the other way. Like when yeah, you, yeah. I'm oh, sorry. Okay, I just realized yeah, yeah, yeah. I made a mistake. Yeah, if you're taking a break from the right brain. Oh, okay. To. So if if my right brain is my creative, yeah, silly you've been doing something like creative, like drawing or whatever. I, I watch sports. Oh I yeah, just, TV's I just, good. I need a, like that zone out, um, just kind of something to loosely pay attention to. There's like a linear element where there's going to be a conclusion I can kind of follow, but I don't have to be that invested in. Because mm-hmm. for me, when I if I'm writing something or drawing, and I w- and I sit down to watch sports, I'm. I'm, a, I'm. Sometimes people come over and be like, "What's the score?" And then I'll look and we realize, like, I haven't. I don't know what's going on in this game. I'm just sitting here <laughs> and soaking it, but I'm thinking of other things. Looking at people jumping with balls. <laughs> yes, so, but I'm really thinking about like, oh, how would I? How would I? Can, can I change what I just wrote? Or I can, that drawing needs this? Or, you know, something like that. I guess that's your little drawings. My little my little drawings. <laughs> that's sports to you, isn't it? Just people jumping with balls yeah. in your head. That, yeah, especially folder, knockout ball. That's your sports folder. You guys are constantly jumping with balls. Yes, we got to play a game soon. Yeah. Well, Get we're certainly going. not going to tonight. I know for myself, when I relax from creativity, I sit like C three PO on the couch 
and just stare straight forward. <laughs> yeah, you don't I have was a gonna... TV. You don't watch TV at all, which is fascinating. <laughs> you just sit like Forrest Gump at that bus stop, exactly. just staring deadly yeah. ahead. Or I read the news. Like, that relaxes me. I read the news to wake up, go to sleep, kind of clear my head. I know it's kind of opposite of what people normally do. <laughs> well, it's, it's everything. That, every, <sighs> every seven-year-old man does that. It's totally normal. <laughs> I was going to say also an element of maybe your left and right brain you know, getting together to be creative. Um, the way you like decorate your living space yes. is unique. It's food. creative. You're creative with food. Creative with too. food. The way you dress is. I don't de- have creative dressing. You do. It's deceptively creative. No. I disagree. She's got grandpa sweaters <laughs> and jeans. Not, not everyone is doing that. These days they kind of are. The oh. grandpa sweater is like in full swing. Yeah, it's getting hacky. Yeah. Your grandpa sweater. Yeah, hacky grandpa. I want to move on. But I'm not, just so you know, David, I appreciate that you think I have creative ways of dressing, but I don't. But our guest does. <laughs> Who's our guest? Uh, Paul F. Tompkins. Yeah. No yeah, you might way. know him. Yes. You might know him from. What well, are his credits? Go, well, he went to school in Boston, as we discussed. Yes, that's true. That's true. Uh, how are you, Paul? I'm very well. Thank you for uh, having me. This is a good get, you guys. What's a good we get? Feel me. Getting Paul, yeah. Getting me for your podcast. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. Is, uh, well, you were next door yelling through our entire <laughs> other true. podcast that we were recording, and we were like, hey, we, could you come over here and shut your mouth? Yeah, if you we up, heard oh. from the producer that you guys were banging on the wall and yelling at us, <laughs> and we did not hear you at all. Yeah, this is actually- <laughs> That's how much we were yelling. This is your, your second time on our show, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> Thanks for having me back. Thank you for coming. And what were you doing over there? You were doing your creative characters. Yes, um, that's true. Now, I didn't know you did characters until you were yelling through the wall. <laughs> you mean till just now? <laughs> I you had no you idea. Did. You don't know. I did. You I don't really take. You don't really know anything that I do. I you do. have no idea. You don't know I've what my act is like. You've met my wife. Oh, it's you know all more an about act? me. You know more about me personally, but as a as a comedian, as a colleague, I know your phone number. I called you. I left a message. Now, this has yet to be proven. You claim... here. Okay, guys, here's what happened. I walk in here, right? And sure, I'm like, sure. I'm feeling great. Because mm-hmm. I just yelled up a storm across, <laughs> across the way. And then Tig's like, did you ever get my message? And I'm like, what message? And she's like, I left you this long message. And I was thinking, oh, no, I, I missed a message on the way here. She goes, this is like a couple months ago. <laughs> and then... I can take a while to get back to people. And I thought, sure. well, you know, I'm not going to write him on this. You but, you, but you specified that it was a long message. Yeah, it was a couple minutes where I was laughing. And I have no idea what you're talking about. About leaving messages? About the spe- specific, not in general. Well, I know what leaving messages are. Well, and, and to be with fair, that yeah, I the s- concept, yeah. Sure. I said messages. to you, you were like, oh, what was it about? And I said, to be honest, I don't know, but I felt like you and I text and email when we do communicate, which is never. And yes. No, we, we're, we're text or email. It's not, hello, Tig, it's Paul, I need to chat. And uh, But I was on the road and something happened and I thought, I have that no got, one can remember what it was. I have no idea, but it could not wait, and I could not email you about it. <laughs> I had, wait. I had to let you know through my like inflection. But definitely me. It was definitely me. Oh no doubt, and I couldn't wait till you got the message because you were gonna have a good laugh, and and then I just, I, who knows what it was, but uh, I am still waiting for you to call me back. Did it involve a treasure map? No, mm. and I went through all I'm of less our. Less interested now. <laughs> I went through no all of treasure. Our, all, I all of our inside jokes. 
<laughs> None of them popped up. Was it about that baby mouse that fell out of the ceiling that time? <laughs> And no. died right in front of our eyes. No, really? Yeah, we were we were doing we were doing a festival. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It was uh, Tiggery and myself, it's Scott Tig. Ackerman. What's that? It's Tig. Well, we we know each other right, right, right. not that well, yes. so I feel like yes. I don't want to take any liberties. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Ackerman. Uh, we don't Kula- need the whole lineup. Kula Vilaisak. Yes, we do. And okay. here it comes. My wife, of course, Janie Hadda Tompkins. And, Wonderful woman. Uh, the comic actress Maria Thayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were sitting in the lounge of this uh, place where we were staying. We're having a few drinks. <laughs> By the way, we yelled a lot. <laughs> we were very loud. We were the loudest people you there. You saw a podcast happening. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on, guys. Kick it up we a little. Ruined we ruined everyone's time. We ruined everyone's time. <laughs> For the three nights that we were there, we were the loudest people there every night. We got <laughs> drunk as hell every night. You did. You poured a <laughs> bottle of wine on your own head outside on the porch. That's you, not a way to get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, we all got drunk. I want that clear. All right. We, uh, I was not alone. Tig right. included? Or Tig included. The, okay. no. we, we ordered bottle after bottle of wine. <laughs> this is what a drunk person thinks is around them, is that everyone's getting drunk like them. Anyway, go Yeah, ahead. yeah, yeah. But you sound super sober. I left you a message. Did you get it? I talked for minutes. I didn't know what it was about. I don't remember what it's about. Okay. So we're hanging so out, ruining everyone's we're time. We're sitting there. Yeah, you were sober as a judge, screaming and yelling. And then all of a sudden... Uh, this object drops from the ceiling, and we're like, oh, what's that? And we look, and, and who saw it first? Me. And you screamed. Like a lady. Like a lady was is supposed to do in this situation. <laughs> and she did. Yes. And then I see uh, uh, Kulop and my wife and Maria like all like see this thing and back away from like, what is it? And we look down there, and it is a baby mouse that has somehow fallen from the ceiling, the huge high ceiling of this place. And we're like looking at it and it's like, like crazy high ceiling. Like yeah. How many yeah, feet? Yeah, yeah. At least three. Yeah. No, how many feet? It, it was like stories. It was like a couple stories. Like yeah. it was this impossibly high. Two and a half stories. Yeah. Oh my God. And then we watched this thing and it's like squirming a little bit and then we watched it die. Oh. <laughs> and so we called over someone from the, from the restaurant and we said, hey, um... Look, <laughs> this just happened. <laughs> and she said, oh, well, that's This just happened weird. at your expensive hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She yeah. said, oh, that's, that's strange. That's weird. Well, let's, uh, let's uh, get that taken care of. And so they, uh, somebody comes over and sweeps it up and takes it away. And then you would think, like, at that point, there would be, like, let's get you guys a drink or let's something. Let's get you back like, to yelling. Nope. No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. We, we couldn't figure more, out. Uh, more loud fuel. <laughs> we couldn't figure out why they weren't more yeah. accommodating. Then we very loudly discussed. <laughs> why aren't they buying us more drinks? Yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> Kyle, that is exactly what I'm like. I think in this situation, like, at least, like, a bottle of wine for the table. <laughs> just a gesture, We at just least. had a trauma. We saw a creature die in front of us. A tiny rodent fell. Yeah. Which brings us back to creativity. Now, now uh, but that ties into what a great storyteller Paul F. Tompkins is. Great, yeah. Which I, oh, sorry, go well, ahead. I was going to say, back to my bad memory, I didn't remember who was there. I just remember you were there and a rodent fell out of the roof, out of the sky. You were too sober to remember. I don't, I can't, I can't remember anything. But uh, as you were telling it, I was like, oh, that's right. Oh, she was there. That sounds lovely. And, like, it's so nice because it sounds all, lovely. <laughs> it's all new again. <laughs> I mean, and I was just th- saying, I think I love to hear your stories that you tell. Oh, 
I'm glad, Memento. I'm glad that they have a purpose. No, Taro. Just <laughs> it's not Tiggery Memento. <laughs> <laughs> when you were saying that Tig had not seen your act, and then Tig saying you tell great stories, she proved that she has seen your act. Yes, and it's very I proved that I've heard about you. That's and right. getting You've into heard. creativity. I, a lot of times conversations will come up and someone will say yeah, that, that guy tells stories and it's not like he didn't write a joke he didn't create it and I <laughs> my argument is not you in particular but my argument in yes, that is, is watch Paul F. Tompkins you, the language you use the way you describe things is outrageously creative and that thank you very much now Paul yes, I'm sir. not a fan but what I do like <laughs> Is is your willingness to just continue to throw your stories out there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm persistent. <laughs> I'm gonna wear everybody down. The yelling will continue. Eventually, I feel like you're gonna hit something I'll respond to, and that's what I appreciate. That is my approach. It's a buckshot approach, as opposed to a sniper. <laughs> Old scattershot Tompkins. <laughs> Scattershot. You throw enough up there, something will stick. <laughs> what what is uh what is something that um just aside from your your um oh look around the world and have your stories to tell mm-hmm. and throw them at Kyle's face and nothing sticks. Um, so far. So far. Mm-hmm. So far. Important. So far. What 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 might we not know about you that's uh also your creative right, do you consider yourself like crazy right brain mess of a human that just like give me my notepad? Can't can't keep your check. I would check say count in order that sort of thing. If I were to guess, to a I would extent, say you were like that. I don't yes. know why I would think that. To a certain extent, I I, I do. Or you specifically say, "Give me my notepad." <laughs> That's exactly how I say it. Uh-huh. Now, did you just record my voice and play it back? Give me my notepad. <laughs> when did you? I feel like you've been camping out in my home. <laughs> Give me my notepad. <laughs> Scattershot Tompkins. <laughs> somebody, somebody, just give him his notepad. No one ever will. Why, Why are they withholding it? Notepad. Why are they withholding this notepad? Oh, give me my notepad. People see you. Your hair is always elegantly groomed, very nicely coiffed. Your uh, dress is appropriately tailored and your fitted dress. to your body. I'm wearing a dress. I, <laughs> I'm wearing a gorgeous you know, gown. You, you do have like genius hair and like you have a kind of <laughs> you, you have the Einstein mustache and hair. Your like, smart I think that thoughts gets to people. Your smart I'm thoughts are pushing out the genius hair. Exactly. And then they open the door to your residence and it's just pandemonium or or your wife Give me my no. notepad. <laughs> well, my wife keeps a good home. <laughs> I'm actually I, I do like order. I like order very much. I and do. I'm I'm it, it I, when it the but I, I am prone to letting things get cluttered up uh, over th- over the course of time, and then I will like look around at it, and it drives me crazy, and I have to mm. organize everything and put things away. I like to have a clean space, but I can never quite get it. Uh, as much as I would like. I'm not one of those people that's like, don't touch my stuff. I know where everything is. I don't know where everything is. And there are like stacks of papers that I will go through periodically and like, oh, well, this thing I was supposed to, I was supposed to like pay this bill a while ago. And life still went on, huh? (laughs) And And no one gave... Life still went on, but it's like, but now it's like I owe late fees on whatever or I'm past due on this thing. And all the notes is just, get me my notebook. (laughs) If I had just gotten... Give me my notebook and call (laughs) Tig back (laughs) Would only have given me my notebook. <laughs> you would have known to call me. I could back. have returned that call. <laughs> so when you get into a wildly creative, you know, just one of those moods or you know periods of the day or the year, or whatever, do you kind of revel in that? Those things can wait. Those papers can stay messed up. Oh, absolutely. Uh, that that to me takes precedence over everything. Mm-hmm. Ta- and and really, what it is is um, 
Uh, it's it's the noting of ideas as they happen and recording them as they happen mm-hmm. so that that I that I don't lose them and uh, the advent of the the cell phone has been great for that and but but still then I had to condition myself to uh, when I was inspired to make note of it immediately so it's not gone like the days of telling myself oh I'll remember it I can't yeah. trust that anymore you'd ha- you'd be really hard pressed to find any sort of person in any creative field that hasn't gone to sleep went oh that's great I'll get it in the morning yeah. and then oh, out there exists the, the things that you'll never find oh, yeah. again I've gotten up out of bed you know I've, I've, I've good for you you know what got- <laughs> oh <laughs> like every day <laughs> Like you, every day. No, 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 no. I swear to God. All right, here I'm out. I swear to God. Okay. <laughs> Give me my notepad. Brag. <laughs> um, I, I have in the middle of the night, because I, I'm a very light sleeper. and uh, precious. It's horrible. It's really because my wife sleeps like a rock. But you're just always I'm trying so to keep your hair jealous. nice. <laughs> exactly. That's, yeah. I, I, I arrange myself on the pillow just so, so that I can wake up with beautiful hair. <laughs> It's working. Can I say, aside from your beautiful hair, Mm. you have, I was just going to wait till the perfect time to interrupt and say this, but it doesn't apply. You have beautiful hands. You really do. Your fingers. Sooner or later, everyone notices. And your fingernails. Like, I'm saying, I have beautiful nails and nail beds. Do you hear that a lot? I do. You have a beautiful beautiful body as well. (laughs) No, thank you. I could stand to hear that a little more. But wait, people do tell you. They don't tell you that at Harvard. (laughs) Oh! I revealed it. School in Boston, and we were trying to keep it under wraps. Wait, wait, people. (laughs) He hates to bring that up. People do tell you you have beautiful hands. They do. What's funny is. Is. Now you're just putting it in my you, face. I there's swear, a, there's I swear a part to God. of you right now, Tig, that feels like you want to be the only person who's ever noticed it. Is that what's happening? Yeah, I'm just like, I'm astounded because... But here's what it is. Paul, I, be quiet. I Tig, to, okay. get me my notepad. All right. <laughs> Call me back. What it is, people that I have known for years, at some point... It, it is this, it's, this happened to me in this way so many times where people are like, oh my God. You have beautiful hands. Paul, I, I'm like, I can't wait to look at you. I can't wait to it's see true. you again. It's true. So I can look I'll at leave your them hand. right out here. Do you play piano? I don't. Wouldn't it be do great if I did? Do you knit like Kyle? I do not <laughs> knit like... Crochet, no one knits quite cro- like crochet. Kyle. <laughs> hook a rug? You ever hook a rug? I've never hooked a rug. Um, maybe it's because people wouldn't expect you to have such manicured hands because you have the wild hair, the wild Or one manicured. May I tell you a secret Sorry. about my yes, manicured hands? Yes, I've never down, had a manicure in my life. What do you do? You do it yourself? I bite my nails and I tear it off. Whoa. Okay, this is like... And you like get that level of beauty. laser-like precision? Because I stop. That's the, that's the key. Mm. <laughs> is that d- people that have the crazy nail-biting thing that bite it down to the quick, it's like that makes my stomach jump when I see that. It do you make this me. noise? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've talked about this. Okay. Well, I just wanted to bring it up again. No, no, no. I'm not surprised at the hands because... Getting back to, um, and I'm very familiar with your. Now, you have very nice hands as well. You're just. I think we have that. similar hands. Um, I think our hands are similar. No, 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 Paul. Yours, uh, David. Nothing against your hands. Right, they're Let not Paul's hands. And I, I they're what fine. I'm, what I'm getting to this is, is gorgeous. But the reason I feel is I, very familiar with Paul's stand-up, and I've heard many a story outside of the stand-up, and not one of those has ever involved you doing anything remotely manual, no physical, not at all. And I think that goes <gasps> not true, helps. not true. Rides the, a bicycle. He picked up the mouse. He picked up. He the mouse. rides a bicycle, <laughs> and one of my favorite moments that, in life. That's something you consider that you do with your hands. <laughs> I ride for, for the listener. I ride it the regular way. 
He's just covering his hair with his hands, no. riding down the street. No, he has <laughs> not to hold to, on to the handlebars. I refuse to wear a helmet. <laughs> Well, you could say I have doors in my home. That's also... So you're saying... <laughs> not true, should, not true. He, he does sh- gain access to his home every day. He sh- you're saying he should have rugged hands. He slightly curls his fingers when riding a bike. <laughs> it was... A, who cares? All I know he is... He uses was, a fork and knife. I was at a red light. I look up. The most adorable Paul F. Tompkins goes cycling by in a three-piece suit with one leg like folded up, like pant leg... And just scooting along on wheels. And I was just like, well, darn it, isn't he adorable? Sounds like a So sometimes at night you him. get up and you write things down. <laughs> sometimes you get out of bed. <laughs> that is true, because I'm a light sleeper. And I will, as I'm lying awake there waiting to fall back to sleep, the wheels start turning. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and if I think of ideas rather than just, <laughs> have, just have anxieties, which is <laughs> more often than not what happens as I'm lying awake, sometimes I will also make the anxieties go away and then I'll start to think of fun things <laughs> and then I will be able to, uh, to create. And I will get up if, if there's no, nothing handy by the bed, I will get up handy and go. Like so you what? don't keep something by like the bed. Like my notepad! <laughs> <laughs> I nudge my wife awake. Get me my notepad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having an idea, but you don't. So you don't keep something there. That's, no, I should. I uh, yeah. I, I, should. I, I, I so I can roll over and kind of. I find the phone I, being able to record like an idea has made me realize that uh, my ideas aren't that great. Because you got to not, write it down if you well, write. I used cause to listening back to that recording of your own voice is mm, oh, yeah, it's terrible. You're saying yeah. specifically Kyle's voice. Yeah, because when I when I would do it, I would do an impression of Kyle, mm-hmm. and I would listen back to him like, oh, I hate this. <laughs> so I went back to writing it down. You, you started with other... me, and then you did your That's own right. voice. I tried a few different people. I was you like, settled who on did, you. Might who would well this just... sound the best from? That process of going, anxieties, talking yourself out of those, sort of welcoming in a, a general listlessness or something to just let thoughts flow in. Yeah. I mean, do you explore that a lot? Do you... Different staying up at different, you know, to different hours of the night or going outside, or I mean, how do you, how do you pursue trying to find that right mindset? Um, it honestly, so much of it is about telling myself that everything's okay, mm-hmm. you know, and that nothing is as big a deal as I am making it out to be, you mm-hmm. know, and, and a lot because a lot of it is just like juggling all the the different. Um, things that I have to do that make up my career and it really comes down to scheduling overwhelms me Mm -hmm. you know and I have to remind myself uh, it's actually all going to be fine and it's not that big a deal and everything's going to work out you know but it really I can get overwhelmed by I gotta do this then I gotta go there and then I gotta do that thing and then it's like putting together this dumb puzzle and realizing uh, and I've gotten better about spacing things out so I'm not in a position where I'm doing a million things in one day or I'm taking on too many uh, different projects and stuff like that. You know, When you say everything's going to work out, you mean you'll die and end up in a hole? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sooner I'll be in my grave um, and then I will be free from obligation. Now, Picasso <laughs> said we are all born... <sighs> Picasso. Picasso who? Pablo. Uh, Picasso Pablo Tig said what? P- Tig Picasso <laughs> said we're all artists but the key is to remain an artist. I heard a story uh, with him where he, I think it was, oh, sorry. Meaning that when we're children, we all create and we all imagine and we all do those things. Yes. And uh, and then we kind of lose that as we get older. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's not for everyone. For every bun? It's not for every bun out there. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> some buns are to be eaten, and some buns go on to make uh, great it's art. Not, it is not for every bun. No, no, that's the old that's the old adage of creativity. It's not. Now, for see, every if bun. I was the king of Spain, mm-hmm. and I and I said that everyone would start to say every bun. Because they they would be afraid of embarrassing me. King of Spain. That's right where your head jumps to when you make a mistake talking. Well, if I was just a king, that would be fine. Because I was thinking about that the other day, the Barcelona. You know that 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 certain is that Castilian. There's a certain yeah the S. Yeah yeah yeah. And that was because the king at the time had a lisp, and so everybody was forced to speak that way. Because he did, and that's like that's insane yeah. that that happened, <laughs> and that it's still it's like a, there's a there's still a a dialect of of Spanish today that exists because of that. Like that's nuts, mm. and that that kind of power is abs- like I guess that can't happen today in civilized society. <laughs> so my kingdom would be droning on. That w- <laughs> my kingdom, everyone would tell me they're n- they have bad bits as they talk. <laughs> Guys, do you want to hear? Let's uh, listen to this clip about. Uh, Pica- this is Aaron, our intern. No, we're not going to vote. <coughs> yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, this is a clip, uh, not Donahue this time, sorry, guys, but uh, Sir Ken Robinson. Uh, Sir Ken Robinson? Can you take Robinson? your hand out of your mouth while you're speaking? Sir Ken Robinson. Or get the whole thing in yeah. there. <laughs> Here it goes when I p- press play. What is this about? Uh, do, do schools cre- kill creativity? Krill. Do schools of krill? <laughs> how creative are they about escaping whales? Let's hear the clip. You put krill in buns. Here's the qu- is krill part of the whale, or is krill a thing that whales eat? Krill buns. I feel like the oh, baleen whale. Oh, I love a krill bun right now. <laughs> I think the krill is the, the little a fish that they filter in bun. through the baleen. Okay, the That's baleen are their bristly teeth. Yeah. Okay. Just, but I, I don't know. And with that, <laughs> let's hear what Sirkin has to say. Do know is, if you're not prepared to be wrong you will never come up with anything original if you're not prepared to be wrong. And by the time they get to be adults, most kids have lost that capacity. Uh, they have become frightened of being wrong. And we run our companies this, by the way. We stigmatize mistakes. And we're now running national education systems where mistakes are the worst thing you can make. And the result is that we are educating people out of their creative capacities. Picasso once said this. He said that all children are born artists. The problem is to remain an artist as we grow up. I uh, I think I that's, like that. Yeah. Like Tig said, Picasso <laughs> said. I think that's why some people maybe like smoke pot or something to get in that mode of like maybe it lowers their inhibitions or makes them a little sillier or something. Not me. <laughs> but pot makes me so paranoid. Oh my but gosh! I saw yeah, pot does not do it for me. Either. I get, no, it's I get not, so dumb. Not, not yeah. for me either. This is an anti-drug person. podcast. <laughs> yeah, you know what happens when I smoke pot? When I start to have a thought, I think this is a dumb pot thought. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm about to say something Wait. that every fucking high person says. Yeah. Uh, are you gonna start a new podcast called um, Podcast? That's exactly what I'm going to do. Dumb pot thoughts. When I was uh, a That's substitute right. teacher, Dumb pot I, uh, podcast. I, I told the kids once, you know, you guys can. It's free time now. Do what you want. You can write. You can read, write, draw. Rest just don't. Tip. Just don't talk. You know, just don't talk to each other. Do any of just those things. Shut up. Yeah, just be quiet and and enjoy yourselves. It, Let I, me I be hungover. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what was happening. <laughs> and they they all look. I don't, what do we draw? Whatever you want. Whatever whatever lives in your head right now. Any idea you have. Only one kid, and this was over 
weeks. Only one kid drew anything. But he drew the best thing. He drew this weird dragon thing with a horn coming out of its forehead. And underneath it, it said, a dragon forged from a blinding light from a magical diamond. And I was like, yeah, I go, what's that from? And he goes, what do you mean? It was just, you know, his imagination. And so I hung that on my refrigerator. Ooh, then you were kids. the asshole. <laughs> <laughs> like, first those kids were assholes. Like, what do we draw? I'm dumb. And you're like, whatever, dummies. And then this kid draws something. And you're like, what's that from? I didn't from? trust him. Yeah, like, it's too from good. nothing. It's from my fucking brain. And that's why I was so <laughs> You are a bad away. teacher. You smell like beer. <laughs> but don't oh. you? Well, <laughs> you cast me in an unfriendly I light, see, now sir. you do characters. <laughs> and you've gone a little far. <laughs> Um, you got really lost. That is in kind that. of a good compliment, though. Get up like Kyle, hold on a second. Kyle is standing. For so many I think hours. it's kind of flattering to be that kid and to someone to be so blown away. Like you clearly could not have thought of that. Oh, absolutely. That's, yeah, I think he was. And what about uh, idiot savant types? Uh, creative uh, that creativity. My mom thinks that dude who has autism, you can fly over any city in a helicopter, and then they set him up with this wraparound piece of paper it's probably four to five feet tall and 10 or 12 feet it wraps all the way around him and he will with just a regular pen draw the entire city to scale all the way around him but now it's very expensive uh i mean when when did you find that out that he could uh, do also we have maps well we were we were in a helicopter (laughs) with paper and all of a sudden tom just started to but I, yeah, it had to have started with him, that savant thing. I don't necessarily think it's that creative. I think people like us, the that, creativity is is sort of manufactured, whereas someone like that, you don't trust it. You're like, well, it's not creative. That lives in your head as like a Because facet. it's more like, well, this gets into an mm. interesting thing because it's it's almost like a compulsion that this right. guy has to yeah. do it. But then isn't that isn't it that way creativity. for all creative people? Like, you have to do it. You have these things in your mind, in Unless your heart, you can't heart, find your, your soul. notepad. But I feel like it just, <laughs> for me, I, there are a lot of times I've got hundreds of ideas written down and I don't always get around to them. You know, it's right. not a compulsion oh, yeah, in that absolutely. way where like, I'm always just making absolutely. things. You know, but with him, I don't know that there is a I don't a think list that of, takes away from, that. you're still creating. So I mean, you, you think he's a creative person? Absolutely. What's the creative part of that? If he's re, he's a, he visually sees something and he's making it perfect but I mean that, that's I'm like, not saying it's not but yes you are Kyle Tig. stop it not today you stop you it shut up and you stop shut it. up you don't you, you dare shut you your mouth ma- not in front of everyone Paul, Paul do you see how you've rubbed off on these two I like it um, no, this I'm is just how the saying, world should be it's like if somebody is looking <laughs> we were doing dual Pauls I know if somebody is looking you know you, you, you're drawing some naked woman that's holding ooh uh, go on you are married <laughs> this, ooh, it's your wife I'm, I'm not I'm married to a real person but I want to hear about this imaginary lady and she's of course holding grapes of course, yeah. Well, and, a painting you're and, talking about. Yeah, you're you're painting this woman. That doesn't you, you wouldn't you wouldn't take away the creativity. I mean, it's exactly what's in front of you, and you're just replicating it. But it's still. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not disagreeing. I'm kind of just. Yes, you when, were. When but isn't it creative? Reenacting what he sees. Isn't it creative to get that lady naked? Yeah. <laughs> right. You gotta talk her into it. Creative. I went ghost at the end. <laughs> <laughs> went to ghost. <laughs> Let's take a commercial break and then we'll come back with oh. Fod F. Plop Cap. How is she the boss of everything? <laughs> it's natural. Hey, She's fuck. naturally the boss. Hey. Give me I'm my the notepad. Bo- you're the boss cake. <laughs> <laughs> what is the character you do? Who it's cares? both of those words. Who cares? You're right. We'll be right back.
Harvard. Hello, you've reached the McCartney's. Leave a message. Hey, Paul, it's Sean. Um, just hold on one second, Yoko. Uh, to give me a call back, um, we're at the studio. It's about 10 o'clock. And, um, hey, Yoko, could you please hold it down for a second? I'm, try- I'm talking, I'm leaving a message for Paul, all right? Enough of that song, too. Christmas. Oh, no, Christmas was Christ bloody hell get me out of here um, it's not New Year's let's hope it's a good <sighs> not sure how much longer I can keep up this peaceful facade any hoodles I got on my calendar here we've got a meeting tomorrow me and you December 9th says get bam back together yeah, we are, we're, le- we're leaving now Yoko get your stuff Put nails on a chalkboard <sighs> Shut up, you damn woman! End of final message. Hello, this is Paul. Paul McCartney. That was the last message I got from John, you know. Take it from me. Cherish the good things in life while you got them. Professor Blastoff. Now on iTunes, you know. Back on Professor Blastoff with Paul F. Tompkins from Harvard. No, oh, now from Mr. Show. I wish you wouldn't. That yes. was on me. That Mr. Time. Show, that which was, was set in Harvard. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, Paul was uh, nice enough. Uh, sort of getting back to the the. Never mind. I don't need to set this. Up Go on. Um, he was not, when when uh, we he was we had a little sketch group in Austin and knew he was coming to town and we're big fans of of him and Mr. Show and we sat down together and compiled this this email. Would you please be a part of our sketch group? And we had asked other people, f- people we respected less and were much less talented, <laughs> who sort of just, I, I don't have time for you guys. I don't have time. And we were just dumb, just silly, dumb sketches that we just wanted people to come be a part of. And Paul said, yes, I'll do it. And we were just blown away. And well, not, he like, said he has time because he schedules his time, right? Hmm? But even still, yeah. I mean, there, was, there were many people... That had nothing to do. That just said no, no thanks. And mm-hmm. I, that to me, I remember at that time. I don't know how old I was, but I was, I was still thinking, that's weird that an adult would kind of go. I don't have time for that, you're you kids. An adult. Like, you're, <laughs> you're a comedian. You you shouldn't. That should really never happen. That I don't have time for you kids. Like keeping that creative silliness alive because the sketches were not good, but they were they were. And efforts. I was not good in them. <laughs> you were great. <laughs> Took time and memorized lines and things, and no one else did that. And I I just always loved that you were game for it. Just oh, something an attempt at creativity is happening. I'm there for it. And I think that's that's unique to people that stay in the creative field you know you you lose that as you get older yeah but i do think that um so doing something like that i I think a lot of times the reason somebody wouldn't do it is there's somewhere in there is a fear Mm -hmm. you know there's there's a fear of this is not this is a little outside of what i do maybe maybe this is uh gonna make me look dumb i don't know Mm -hmm. you know what it is it's unknown it's like i don't know maybe there's nobody gonna be there and it's gonna be an embarrassing (laughs) thing for me or maybe it's gonna be a packed house and i'm gonna look like a jerk because everybody's got you know these guys have a following and Mm -hmm. i'm gonna be the the person that brings it down you know Mm -hmm. and for me a big part of creativity is um 
is is getting past the things that I'm afraid to do. And and like telling stories on stage was a big uh I was kind of scared to do that, you know, and it was it was Did you used to not tell stories on stage? Oh yeah, I used to it, you my stuff used to be more much more conceptual and it was uh these sort of really absurd high concept bits as opposed to like what? anything personal. Well, like um you know, uh elegant balloons you know it was it was about making this little scene you know out of that phrase you know that i saw in the name of a store called elegant balloons and, mm-hmm. and so that had nothing to do with who i was as a person other than this was a thing that i thought was funny yeah you know imagining this so that was as personal as it got was more like this is my sensibility um but the idea of actually talking about not just stuff that happened in my life, but the emotions behind it um, and trying to relate to a room full of strangers in that way was a really scary thing for me that has now become uh, a very uh, uh, rewarding thing creatively because it's like, it is the challenge of how is this not just a story? Uh, how is this uh, entertaining for people who have not had the same experience or had the same emotional thing? How do I get to a common, uh, some sort of commonality with, with people with this thing that's happened to me? The fear that, that you t- like drawing all that in, that, imagine being in a band when you had to tuck in your shirt and have your hair combed properly and then going, Sounds I'm not dreamy doing to that. Paul. I, mean, I was watching the... Uh, <laughs> I was watching the... I hope everyone heard that look. <laughs> Those were daggers that were just glanced toward Tig. My, my wife and I were watching the, the George Harrison documentary that Martin Scorsese did, and um, the the evolution of the Beatles to me is this amazing uh, snapshot of creativity, of people who were true artists, who were... Um, could, like like for this 10 year period you know uh, went through all these different changes and just expanded 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 what they were doing and even as they were breaking apart from each other they were still uh, making this thing together mm-hmm. it, it's astonishing you know and it's like it's a great it's a it's a great example of what creativity uh, uh, can be mm-hmm. you know that that always annoys me when when artists don't attempt that you see a band you're yeah. excited for their second record like I wonder what they're gonna do and it's oh it's the first yeah. dang it you know you want to see well, them I mean build Radiohead is a perfect example of they, they com- become a completely different right. band yeah. and style of music mm-hmm. and it's like if you just heard Radiohead's first album and then just checked in now. <laughs> it would just sound... Um, yeah, it's... it's I love that I, song. <laughs> but I feel like they have evolved in such an interesting way mm-hmm. and completely... They strike me as a band that just goes in, does their thing. Wasn't it annoying when you see a band, we found a, a, a niche, here we go, or especially comedians, like, oh, you're not... Yep, pushing forward. You, you yeah. found a well. I know that, like with my stand-up, I, I there have been moments where something strikes me and I want to do it, and I've thought oh, that's not really my style. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, why would I? I would never. If somebody told me they wanted to do something, I would never go. That's not really your style. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I would yeah, be yeah, like, yeah. you should try it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and my jokes started out very short mm-hmm. and then it became three minute jokes <laughs> that longer that's than that's like such a common thing though is that I, when you start out in stand up that you're you're 
you're so when you're so new, you're building you're building everything towards getting one laugh, right? So <laughs> yeah. it's like you get the first laugh, like oh thank God, all right. Then I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take it for granted. I will move on to a new topic <laughs> yeah. and try to get another laugh. Yeah. You know, but the idea of it almost it's it's so terrifying to like stay in that in that place. You know, so but but like so I know what you mean about the gradual expansion of of your of your. I guess your thought process, right? Well, yeah, it just becomes like do it. It's not confining yourself. It's allowing yourself to still be a child on some level bit, yeah. of being like, I want to, you know, put like I thought it was funny to push a stool across the stage for mm-hmm. several minutes and to see what <laughs> happened. And and I hesitated before mm-hmm. I did that because I thought that doesn't really feel like, but. I'm so glad I did that, or I'm so glad I allowed myself to write longer and kind of examine topics But do more. you sit down and sort of <clears throat> tell yourself beforehand, maybe, you know, keep doing that, keep keep moving in this direction, it, like there is a... I don't, it's not calculated like that. It's like, oh... But but as a creative person, like as a, oh, I'm, I'm doing this, just, in, just act, putting that thought in your brain of what's next, you know, keep looking for what's next. I mean, is that kind of what drives something like that? Uh, keep looking for what's next. Like the, why I would push a stool. Sort of like the Beatles would want to go. Hey, hey, we kind of did this, and let's let's build on that. Let's go somewhere we haven't been. Is that the way you're kind of looking at each set, or you know, writing new jokes? I don't know that I'm that really consciously aware of like keep pushing and do something new. Well, but you know, it's not necessarily a, a thing where you sit down and think about it, but but where you have moments of of inspiration, where you say, Hey, maybe I could. You know, maybe I'll do this mm. I, I, because I know the the stuff that, you, that like the the pushing the stool is a thing that happens in the moment, and those moments are so wonderful for that reason mm. of like this just occurred to me to do right now, and so I'm going to do it, and I'm going to see how far it goes. Like that to me, that putting yourself out there in that moment because there's no. This is not a thing that you've written. There is not like a guaranteed payoff to that. And so you are trusting in your own in your own creativity in that moment. That those moments to me are the most amazing and what makes live performance so incredible is that you and the people in that room are experiencing this thing that uh that is just that just exists in that time in that night mm-hmm. and that's it and everybody's on board for it you know but i've also found cuz i will i will uh sort of open for myself on the road now where i'll do like you know 10 to 20 minutes of riffing at the top of my show and there's like it's 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 a it's a leap of faith now where i go out and like knowing i can do that but within that there's like when a riff dies where it's like well I guess I got all I was gonna get out of that uh, <laughs> now I have to think of something else to say well, you know and like of knowing, course getting in my notebook yeah <laughs> <laughs> and the whole crowd says it along with me and then everyone's having a great time and I'm signing t-shirts well see that's what I find exciting about writing on stage is the fight or flight moment of yeah. you have to write a punchline and your brain scrambles quickly oh yeah it's like on hyperdrive yeah yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, you could search through everything I own, and I know you're going to, and you will find no notes. Like I don't get sit me down. Your notebook. I do not have. Nobody get needs to me get me. Your notebook. <laughs> nobody has to get my notebook. <laughs> that, but I, um, in general, I might write a word down on a napkin or something and toss yeah. it. But I do my writing on stage, and um, and to me, the excitement is kind of not knowing 
where I'm going or, or at all. I'm so fascinated by what my brain is going to come up yes, with. Yes, that, yes. That sort of artist I idea. fascinate myself. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true, though. But it is kind of true. Yeah, it, the, the, I remember years ago, because I started in the clubs, and you get a lot of unsolicited advice from comedians when you start out in comedy clubs. Um, and I remember one... This one guy saying, whenever whenever anybody asks him who his favorite comedian is, he says himself, because he's got to be funny to himself before he can be funny to anybody else. And I I understood the logic of that is like when I think about it, I make myself laugh more than anybody else does because I'm with me all day and things strike me funny. It's not like you write jokes in your head all the time, but it's like, it's your way of looking at the world, just walking around things that strike you as funny. It, it really makes you laugh, right? Mm -hmm. Like even if it's just in your head, like, and, and what we're always trying to do is communicate that to strangers it's how do i make this thing that's so funny to me funny to other people too um but that you you have to kind of embrace the idea of like i'm really funny to me yeah <laughs> like and and those those moments on stage you do have to kind of be fascinated by yourself you do have to kind of be you excited know, to see what yeah you're say. yes exactly <laughs> like it, yeah. it, it's all it's 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 almost like a dual uh, you know, it's that idea of like I don't have this information, but the other half of me does. <laughs> yeah, I, I bombed know? with myself. A lot of times, I'll bomb with myself. <laughs> it's embarrassing. It's awkward. Your brain offers up, and you're just like, "No, thank you, guys." I'm curious. I want to uh, listen to this clip here where um, oh, I had a, th a thing about uh, Picasso that oh. kind of lined up with that, where he. Then we'll took, to I, I feel like it was Ernest Hemingway he was with, and they're walking along on the beach, and he took a stick and he just drew this thing. Hemingway was like, that's, that's amazing. I'd, I'd like to get a camera. He goes, nope, we don't want to get anyone else. I think maybe he was going to grab someone else. i got to show someone. He goes, nope, this is just for you. And they just stood there, and then the tide came in and washed it away. He was the only person that ever laid eyes on it. Like That is a very artistic and creative thing to do. And that, in a sense, is kind of what you guys are talking about. A comedy show, that does not exist. When they leave, it's gone. It's, but it, they take it with them. You know, like mm -hmm. It was just that singular, I'm sure every tortured artist is spun a pot on a wheel and then smashed it just for the idea of like I made it just for the sake of making it down you go so anyway if you want to move along now I smashed all my CDs but that's because no one bought them <laughs> why are you being so hard on yourself <laughs> I told you I bomb a lot Aaron you want to set this clip I'm up I'm my least favorite comedian <laughs> uh, speaking of autism <clears throat> that was my wow. horse laugh I did find a clip of a horse drawing a picture, but it had no audio, so I didn't share that. Uh, this is scientist Alan, Alan Snyder. He runs an experiment that temporarily turns off part of the brain to allow creative parts to work harder. So he makes you good. Yeah, he makes you autistic uh, temporarily. Is that what they? What? Are you making the autistic joke or? No, no, no. That's really okay. what he. Okay. He's, Effectively, his that's theory. What happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, turning off the left side of the brain to yeah. Good looking out though, Tig. That our increased understanding of the savant brain turns conventional theories about creativity on their head. It's fascinating to me that music, mathematics, art are considered the pinnacle of uh, human creativity, requiring high intelligence and dedicated practice, focus, but yet, is that true? 
savants smash that. And so if we can get a, an insight into how they do it, we have an insight into a mind, an insight into creativity. And the question is, why can't we all do it? Snyder has designed a controversial experiment to see if we can all do it. We're going to put magnetic pulses into your head. They're safe. And we're going to do that for about 15 minutes. Using a revolutionary technology, Snyder asserts that he can artificially turn on anyone's hidden potential by temporarily turning off part of their brain. Um, I can't wait till this clip goes up on our website oh. because I can't even imagine. The guy in this video... Um, he has on a sideways baseball cap. Like one of the little rascals or something. Yeah. <laughs> Why does that bug me so much? <laughs> well, I mean, you're going in. Why does it bug me so much, though? Uh, well, because he's think sitting there acting as though Why he does doesn't have a hat on like that. That That's was his. He's, he's like, I'm a but scientist. And they're like, this is about creativity. What is it? Here you go. It's because it's it's on purpose. Yes. Mm-hmm. It, he's like trying to look creative. Yeah. He's trying to look like, oh, I don't know. Was my hat on like this? <laughs> right. Yes, of course it was. I was just running out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> it was like raining. Einstein with those sweaters. You, get a little you can feel when your sweater's on backwards. <laughs> 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 they make the collar a certain way. The V-neck is down your back. It's down your spine. <laughs> what were you gonna say, David? Sometimes creativity does feel like not that you didn't earn it, but you see someone like Mozart or something, and it's undeniably art. That's amazing that a human being could create that. And the guy in the helicopter drawing things. Um, I don't know that you ever feel like that as you know, uh, someone who draws cartoons or a comedian or someone writing sketches. You know, it feels like you sat around and thought it up and then worked on it. It's always the worst when you really feel like you have control and you thought about it. It's always something quick and that, yeah, you don't feel credit for it because it kind of just was... Yeah, but there's there's still that moment of inspiration when you first think of it. It's it's the building of it maybe feels less divinely inspired or whatever. That feels more like... That feels more like craft as opposed to, you know, this bolt you know like oh my god i've got it you yeah know? but like I, fucking mozart had to sit, had to sit down <laughs> write all that stuff out <laughs> had to sit there with a blank page of sheet music i don't and know write out all it was like six it's years so, old when he so, started it seems so opposite like the side of your brain you gotta flip to the to the left and go oh, okay let me just technically get this note here yeah, and then right. go like yeah, yeah, that yeah. sounds like that it seems like yeah. a, a flip-flop I, I went home for christmas a couple years ago and my mom had a notebook of mine and from Did you ask her to get it for you? I immediately in the door. <laughs> I have a note from Bob Tompkins. I have an idea. <laughs> get him his notebook. <laughs> and uh, I, in like third grade, I had written. We had to write like why we liked February, and I wrote weird. Wait a minute, that back. is really weird. <laughs> what? Like yeah, what it, a high it, teacher came up with that. One. Exactly. We would write uh, just like a little uh, paragraph <laughs> every day, and it was sort of like, uh, what did you? Uh, eat uh, why, why do you like February? And my I'm going to go lie down. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> while I'm sleeping, I don't yeah. Write whatever you what want to write. February. Did you read it? Did you find I don't, it? it? Essentially, it just said, I like February. The weather's good, and it's there's snow, <laughs> and the people so seem to laugh at my jokes more. So as a third grader, I was already like looking for... You know, response like the laughter. Right. Are you still hot that. in February? Is yeah, that a good <laughs> you working a lot. Yeah. I was booked all over on the road. Then third grade comedy <laughs> was going great. Uh, Why do you like February? I, 
I don't know why. It seems like a creative thing. Like, do you ever do that, though? You, know, just, just, you just sit down and ask yeah. a question and then just see what your brain does with it. You no. Know? I don't do those things either. I kind of wish I did. <laughs> I'm not I'm not the kind of... <laughs> that sounded like you do that all the time. No, and you were trying to like, no, no, I don't do that either. <laughs> no, those people are weird. Oh, yeah, those are weird. What are they doing? <laughs> trying to make us up? <laughs> you have to hide your February notes. <laughs> <laughs> when I meet someone... Why I like February. <laughs> we know, David. <laughs> it snows and people laugh at your jokes. The extraneous R. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that extra R. Mm. Um, I just I like when people do that. I like when people are pursuing it and try, you know like just a little thing. Like oh I saw this and I made this little thing here out of papers and ah oh, it's really weirdly creative. I I kind of wish that I pushed myself a little bit more that way. I spend a great amount of time just thinking of doing creative things and not actually getting to it. Well, it's a matter of it's just a matter of opening yourself up, right? I mean, it's really it's it's. I, I think it's like it it is the the uh, the clearing of your mind of of the um, the everyday stuff that you have to deal with, so that you can just um, you know be be open to whatever you know. Because for a thing like that to work and not feel if, if, if a thing where you're going to ask yourself a question and say. You know, I want to think about this. I want to. I want to. Uh, you know, ponder this or whatever. It, it's the the self consciousness of that has mm-hmm. to go away. Yeah. You right. know, because then you've. It, oh, it's just. <laughs> it's like that thing. If you're trying to write material, like, all right, looking around the room, uh, <laughs> uh, walls, carpet. Uh, what's funny about uh, trash cans? <laughs> yeah, I am not the comedian that sits down and just. It's does pretty that. evident no. too when you see oh, someone. you are like, when, yeah, you yeah. Desperately want to write that joke <laughs> about butterflies. I sit down every day. I write for an hour every. Uh, yeah, like, I do ugh, not no. do that no. at all. That sounds like Once a I got a little horrible chore. <laughs> yeah, I I like that. Like you're saying, the bolt or like, oh good, something came in. Like checking yeah. an inbox or something. Oh good, I got some work to do here. Uh, but one uh, every now and again, I will. I've you know messed around a little bit with like s- sleep deprivation, some to you know see if that makes me a little loopy or. Um, I would uh, imagine it does. It does, but it didn't, not necessarily helps. I mm-hmm. think that was more with like drawing cartoons. You just start start scribbling and weird things kind of happen on paper but um uh one time i tried to make myself wake up and just start writing stuff just to see what happened and then it just turns into this really lame dream journal essentially it's just real fragmented and and parts of it are silly but i, I just didn't like that some had nothing to do with february so what's the point <laughs> <laughs> Now, d- this isn't necessarily directly connected to creativity. Oh, here we go. Yes, yes. But Classic on the- TIG misdirect. <laughs> <laughs> Classic TIG misdirect? Yeah. Is that what's going on here? Yeah, I'm, look, I'm sorry. Look, you're misdirecting my misdirect. Maybe I am. Mm, maybe you're not. Sounds pretty creative. February. <laughs> um, do you feel... Uh, this is just a personal question. Um... You, uh, as far as like the happiness, do you feel like people like you? Basically, no. The, your your feeling in general as a comedian, do you feel fueled by depression? I mean, I guess it does all um, play in, but do you? No, I, I used to think that, I, like a lot of people do, uh, that that that's where that like you know your fucked upness was what fueled your creativity, mm-hmm. and that. Um, you know, if you were happy, that it wouldn't be as good. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, th- I just don't think that's true. I don't either. I, I, I fully disagree with that. And yeah. I feel like there's, whenever people try to make comedians and artists seem like 
tortured, um, dark, um, messed up people. I feel like, in general, I, I feel like there's a lot of people where you can tell they're kind of playing that part and they're trying to. Yeah, they're, yeah. Ti- they're trying to be that person, mm-hmm. which is and embarrassing for a comedian. It's so <laughs> it's embarrassing. Like, Why are you? It is so <laughs> embarrassing. You're trying to make people laugh. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And I believe that there are obviously depressed, miserable, dark comedians and artists, but I think that what people are not uh, thinking about is that. We are in the spotlight, and so we are being honest and telling our thoughts and giving personal stories, and people are like, oh, they're so messed up. And, and, but I feel like if you go next door to your house, there is a depressed, messed up uh, dark person. I live so is your mail. next door to my house, or I'm going next you door? You go next door to your house. Right. And uh, your neighbor. You're, you're, oh, my right neighbor. now you're at your neighbor's house. Oh, okay. Your neighbor. You go next door I, to I your go, house. I go next door to my house. Okay. And you get me my to the Tompkins. <laughs> yes. But I'm just That's saying, right. like, live next messed door up, <laughs> dark people live next door to you. They deliver your mail. They are everywhere. But they are not on stage or on TV or singing. And so they're not in the public eye. Mm-hmm. So... It, it, people act as though it's just artists that are, yeah, you know, yeah, you're right. w- wacky, well, dark. I, I think it's that artists have to be that way, or else you're not really an artist. You know, it's that I think that artists have a reputation for that, and then it becomes this thing of the, that's what a true artist. It, it, there has to be some uh, torture in order for there to be this great art. I've yeah, and I've certainly felt tortured in life, but I feel like in general. As, I am a happy, happy person, yeah. and I don't feel like, oh my gosh, I, I'm I'm missing some element to to being more creative. Kyle, I, I think there's that. I think there is a little bit of like what we talked about earlier about the fear of like uh, being creative. Someone who has a lot of pain is able to break through that fear more. I think because they have like less to lose, and you're really searching. So there there are a lot of people who become artists who are. I, f- I feel like her running from society, or it, it's like a, a absolutely. I mean, go. there are comedians that are clearly the most <laughs> messed up, dark humans in the world, but and like, a- amazing. What Paul was saying, I about wish I could that, name them all. <laughs> <laughs> that connection. If you don't have some life experiences, some depth, and sometimes they involve some darker subject matter maybe, you're not going to connect with people. If you got up there and you'd been living just secluded somewhere and went, hey, you know what's nice? Eating nice food. That's nice, right? Yeah. Where, nice is this food. thing on? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I like that joke. I was trying to think of the most bland thing you could that say is, that had no No, no, relevance. no. That is not bland. <laughs> Hey, you know it's nice eating nice food. Isn't that nice? <laughs> nice food's not a thing you can say. <laughs> you can say nice food. You can say nice food. Oh, okay. I'm allergic <laughs> to nice food. Uh, we have to wrap up our comedy podcast here uh, pretty much right now. And okay. do you have anything else you want to say real quickly? I would quickly like to just roundtable-wise hear um, maybe some people you, you admire, cre- creativity. Creative, creatively being creative there. Just, oh. <laughs> it was just good. it. Thanks, man. Riff, riff, riff that one. Uh, just yeah, people. Why Everyone wh- loved it. <laughs> uh, why you need creativity and people that you've been like, hey, thanks for making that. You know, I mean, I think that's the reason for creativity is just like that connection, human being wise. Like, oh, I'm glad someone made that. That 
seems to be the end of it, but... Yeah. Mm. Well, why don't you start? Oh, I was going uh, <laughs> to... Uh, You're forcing us into this stupid thing. Why don't you get it started? Uh, I would bring up uh, Douglas Adams. What if, like, what if you had said Tig? <laughs> Tig, because she brings a lot of joy to my life. <laughs> anyway, so I brought it up to you guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, so someone like that. Douglas, Douglas Adams, Adams or Tom Robbins, I think. They, they live in this silly little world uh, that I like. Yeah. Maybe, uh, yeah, that's enough. There's a couple people. There are a lot more, but you know, there's Paul? a couple dudes that I like. Kurt Vonnegut. I, I will say, oh, Kurt Vonnegut's a great one. I would say um, a person that I really have come to admire greatly is Stephen Colbert. That show is so funny to me. Um, it, it, I, it's so like densely packed, and I mean, obviously, he's got a staff and everything, but what he's doing with that show, I think, is amazing. It really makes me laugh more than anything um, these days. But also that he uh, does so much charity stuff, uh, which you don't really see that on television a lot. And it's like he does it all year round. He's always got something. There's always some tie-in to some good work um, that he does and is still really funny doing it. Uh, I think that's – he to me is an example of somebody to aspire to be both creatively and just like on a human level. Why don't you marry him? Jeez. Uh, Aaron? <laughs> well, I was going to say Tig, but uh, we've already went over that and how awkward that would well be. Well trod ground. Um, exactly. So I'm going to say, and it sounds really cheesy, but Jurassic Park, the creators of that, and all like afternoon cartoons as a kid that got me through. I just love that. <laughs> I ate Animaniacs gave me my so- yeah. sense of humor. I think that's... You know what? That's the thing that I always forget about is the stuff when you were a little kid mm-hmm. that yeah. inspired that you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. All those. Like Steven Spielberg, Jurassic Park, and Animaniacs. What a genius. Yeah. He's just, Thank you for I'll that. I'll allow it. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even Jewish, so I, I appreciate it. Yeah. Where would <laughs> that be necessary to say? Uh, that was... Aaron... <laughs> That is a bit of mine. One of the few few non-Jews who enjoys the work of Steven Spielberg. (laughs) I thought it would be appropriate. Well, it wasn't. I thought (laughs) it was not even. No, it was from it was uh, it was from a bit of my stand-up. It was completely out of context. That everybody's aware of. Well, it's completely out of context, and I apologize. The way all good humor works best. uh, No, I'm saying I appreciate. I can appreciate as. Now I'm just gonna Tig. Who's your? <laughs> um, there. I don't have well, my brain bounces around from uh, so many people. You can say me. It's all right. Just say Wouldn't it. Just you know, honestly, John it. Bryan blows my mind. Ooh, pretty um, amazing. Yeah, pretty I mean, amazing. he's somebody that very creative. Is yeah, he. I ju- his mind blows my mind. Uh, it, yeah, he's somebody where you truly—it's just like you have to go see him live yeah. to see what he does with performing and music and the emotion that he—it's nothing could bore me more than a long drawn-out guitar solo. Right. Um, but when when John Bryan does it, I'm emotional. Yeah. And I I I'm so fascinated where that's coming from because. I'm not, hear me out, the most emotional person. <laughs> but I feel like chills and tears to my eyes. Why don't you marry him? Um, These I would are say... excellent things. <laughs> I, I, what, 
I would love to. I, but I like that why don't you marry him bit. <laughs> Be honest. It's do you creative. Like it? It's you creative. It's <gasps> creative. Go ahead. Um, I saw a... Um, the making of South Park with Trey Parker, and I really like that guy and what he makes. And watching him come up with the storylines, and I, I think he's awesome. Great. I see. Yeah, why don't I marry that him? one? <laughs> All right. Uh, do why did you marry him? That's a good question. Time for a bit of trivia? Yeah. Okay. Um, h- here is a quote. I'll give you three people. You can choose who you think said it. We are all a little weird, and life's a little weird, and when we find someone whose weirdness is compatible with ours, we join up with them and fall in mutual weirdness and call it love. Is that Hunter S. Thompson, Dr. Seuss, or Jackson Pollock? Dr. Seuss. Jackson Pollock. Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss. Damn it. Don't look into my soul. Dr. Seuss is correct. Mm, I don't think that's I think you better check that (laughs) I can tell I just can tell when you're you're good trying to hide something alright here's another one god I can't even look at Kyle he knows my mind how my mind works Okay. Every gurgurgle has a sneaky <laughs> snurser. Uh, who said this? <laughs> yeah, I should have said uh, Theodore Geisel. Old Teddy Geisel. That was his last name, yeah? Geisel? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Scathing race. Yeah. Um, your mind is working at its best when you're oh, being yeah. paranoid. Wait, what, what? Skating races? What did you say? He, Paul, be quiet. Uh, I missed the, what he said at the beginning. The, Theodore Geisel was a scathing racist. He used Sca- to draw these cartoons as about much the as Japanese. Aaron? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. That was a He's an anti-Semite, no. to be fair. Oh, right. Can we edit that out earlier? Can we? No. There's a highlight. History will judge it. <laughs> I was showing appreciation. History. <laughs> Herstory will not judge it. Yes, you gotta, she will. You free yes, ride. she will. Guys, free ride with Herstory. I Ooh. saw Jurassic Park 29 times. Yeah, that should count for something. Because you love <laughs> Jewish people. To watch the okay. Jewish characters die over and over again? <laughs> 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 what I really Maybe this time Goldblum will die. <laughs> Love Schindler's. Schindler. Everybody loves it. <laughs> Can no longer say words. Okay. Your mind is working at its best when you're being paranoid, which is something we touched on. Uh, when you're being paranoid, you explore every avenue and possibility of your situation at high speed with total clarity. Was that Banksy? Was that David Foster Wallace or Kurt Vonnegut? Banksy. Wallace. Banksy. Wallace. Banksy it is. God. <laughs> You'll never win, David. You'll never win. Uh, so did you win, Kyle? I always win, oh, you <laughs> Shall we do uh, Aaron's supplement here at the end? Okay. Sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, this Re- is this uh, a lady semi. freaking out. <laughs> is she Jewish? <laughs> <laughs> Should we go to Aaron's Jew clip? <laughs> this is... This is, okay. a, this, is an, this is an Indian elephant painting. This is a lady freaking out um, of an elephant painting. You're going to be the star artist. Oh, Here we go. Hate her. Awesome. Oh, is this the one that actually draws an elephant? So awesome. No, that one. Turn there's around. that one, but this isn't it. That one. Guys, don't talk over yeah, this. Okay. So, so yeah, this is <laughs> supplemental. Keep in mind, folks, this is... Oh, you've, you've come God, to expect so this. Cool. All 
Stroking of pink brush. Aaron, why are we watching this? It's creative. If it comes from an animal, it's extra creative because they're autistic, right? This lady is so condescending to this elephant. Awesome. Oh, look what you did. I wish that elephant had the power of speech to say, I'm a fucking elephant. <laughs> These tools aren't made for my trunk. I'm not your dumb son. <laughs> Great job, elephant. What shall we do to end this? Any tweet? Or? Um, <coughs> sure, yeah. Uh, <laughs> group sigh. We haven't done forced laughter in a while. Oh, and we it's so do, exhausting. We do get <laughs> What requests. about group sigh? Group Come sigh. Come on. It's a group situation uh-huh. with forced laughter. Okay. And we're going to do it right But ending now. with a group sigh? Yes. Cat ending with a group sigh. sigh. Here we go. One, two. Let's sigh. Let's, when we think about the sigh, let's think about all like the trouble that Jewish people have gone through. Just to make up <laughs> for right. what Aaron guys. In- Including today. Yeah, just yes. guys. My, gran- my grandmother's Jewish, all right? Oh, here we go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Three. The, the old my grandma that's <laughs> One, two, three. Here's an email from Shauna who says, Hi guys, thanks so much for producing this show and sharing it out on the airwaves. Professor Blastoffs keeps me laughing out loud at my desk at work. Hear him out. I've lost the ability to speak. I think we we know that uh, out loud at my desk, and strangely, maybe not strangely, keeps my productivity high. I love radio and wish I could be an expert on the show, but I'm rather introverted and probably wouldn't be the best guest. Sigh. But I can at least listen my little heart out and spread the word about PB. Can't wait to see any or slash all of you next time you're in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Sean. Awesome. And uh, please donate to Professor Blastoff if you want to keep hearing us. Yes, there's a link. <laughs> On uh, Earwolf for <laughs> Amazon, is that right? Go to Amazon.com. I guess we're on there too. <laughs> and make sure to go to all of our websites. Paul, you have a fancy website. I it's do. Beautiful. Thank you if I could much. do some promoting for Paul as well, I was oh. in attendance to laboring under the illusions of grandeur. A special coming out on Comedy it's Central. <laughs> I lost the, tra- the ability to speak, but was I wrong on the? It's just laboring under delusions. Under delusions. Okay, yeah. sorry. I tacked on. Uh, you did some stuff. Yeah, yeah. Not proud of it. You spelled yeah. it out. <laughs> and then, uh, Aaron, where's your uh, blog? Uh, com slash PB Afterthoughts. Yeah, so Aaron will be uh, blogging about what wasn't said on the podcast. Including the, wor- the word of the day was... Uden. Oh. You can see Paul's yeah. hands in the latest ad for Tag Watches. And uh, Oh, if only. Tag Hauer. Mm-hmm. And a picture of everyone's hands if we could. Yeah, we'll do it. All right. Sure. Well, I think that's it. That's been podcast. This has been an Earwolf Media production. Executive producers Jeff Ulrich and Scott Aukerman. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolfradio.com. Earwolf <laughs> 
the wolf dead. 